Welcome to Business Happy Hour, the podcast that uncorks the secrets to financial location and time freedom as an entrepreneur. I'm your host, Lauren Sharp, a dietitian turned business coach who has built a six-figure thriving nutrition business from the ground up, and I'm here to help you build your business empire too. Join me as we raise our glasses to CEO energy, epic marketing and sales strategies, business that is actually life-giving and fun AF, and of course, delicious cocktails, mocktails, and lattes. Each week, we dive into conversations with industry leaders and visionary entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary results in their own entrepreneurial journeys. From marketing to scaling, we leave no stone unturned in helping you create a profitable, fun, and flexible business. As your host, I'll be sharing my own experiences, failures, and breakthroughs that have allowed me to embrace a lifestyle where summer Fridays are a year-round reality, where I can step out of my office on my own terms, and where I have the power to shape my own income and future. Subscribe now to Business Happy Hour, and together, let's toast to the incredible possibilities that await you as an entrepreneur. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Business Happy Hour. We have a very, 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 very fun conversation today. So I'm very excited to have this conversation with you. And what we're going to be diving into is how to know where the bottleneck is in your business. And we're going to be looking at it from a perspective of marketing versus sales. Now, when we think about marketing and sales, they're two very different things. However, the two together need to blend. They need to be seamless, right? Now, marketing is my freaking jam. I love it so much. And it's so interesting the way that life works, right? Because I'm like, if I had known that I was going to love marketing so much, which I never would have discovered if I didn't become a dietitian and I didn't start to have my own private practice, I would have never known I liked marketing. And I'm like, why couldn't I have figured out that I liked marketing in college so that I could have gone to school for marketing or at least had a minor in marketing or something like that? And I'm like, you know what, Lauren? Every move is the right move. Everything is taking me where I'm supposed to go. And it's just so interesting. But anyway, so... As I'm recording this, it is October 4th. This will air for you on October 9th. But as it is October 4th, we just welcomed our one of our first ladies into the live version of Content Catalyst. I'm so fucking excited. I cannot wait for this round. I just know that it's going to be so transformational for the ladies inside. And I officially just opened the doors. I just posted my stories on Instagram and a little BTS behind the scenes. I uh, I know that everybody's always like, what do I post? Hence why I created the program. Uh, but what I did is I literally wrote out all every single one of the stories that I am going to be posting throughout the launch. And the reason I do this is not to be obsessive, is not to like not have any flexibility. I have flexibility and spontaneity in what I post every single day. I can always change it. However, 
I like to write everything out because that way I know that my audience is getting every detail that I want them to get throughout the launch without me doing it all in one day and totally overwhelming them. So I write everything out and this you're going to get access to this when you are inside of the program. So I am so freaking excited for you to get access to that. Now, if you want to join us, feel free to send me a message on Instagram at Laura Sharp, L-A-U-R-S-H-A-R-P-E. And we will get you all set up. We'll get your questions answered and we'll just have a freaking blast. So if you are somebody who currently is and even if you're listening to this episode like down the line chances are like even if the this cohort is closed still feel free to reach out because we can always get you into the next cohort and there's so many benefits to getting into cohorts early so definitely don't knock that okay if you're listening to this later and you relate to these things so basically if you are someone who you're just feeling like content creation so fucking exhausting because you're constantly thinking what do I post? What do I do? What do I say? And it feels especially daunting and that like additional mental load because you're like, the content that I put out doesn't even get the result that I want. It doesn't even get me the clients that I want. So like, I'm spending all this time figuring out what to post. I finally post it and then I don't actually even get what I want from it. So I just spent all this time and nothing's coming from it. Right. So if that feels like you, if you also feel like you don't have the audience to be able to sell your offers at the rate that you would like to. Okay. Hint this is not, it's not an issue. It's not an issue with your audience. It's not an issue with your followers. It's an issue with your marketing. And once you have the right marketing in place, you're going to, you're going to fucking kill it. You're going to murder it. Guys, I literally, I think the most, like my story views on the high end is they're like, I want to say 120. Like that's when people are actually paying attention, like when I'm selling, when I'm just posting like, you know, me going to the pumpkin patch on the weekend, it might be like 150, but 120 on the high end, high end, typically. Okay. Uh, on the low end, probably 60 people see my stories per day. So if that's something that you're like, this is an excuse for you right now that you're like, ah, it's just the audience. I just don't have the audience. It's just never going to work for me. I am living proof that that's not true. Okay. Now, another thing is if you're constantly handling objections or you're not even getting inquiries in the first place, this is where your marketing can come in and this is where it can do the heavy lifting for you. Okay. And this is what we're going to get into into the episode today. And I'm going to describe what is the difference between like when, when is it marketing and then at what point does it actually become sales and selling? Right. And technically you can argue that like your marketing is sales, like you're using selling tactics in your marketing. And there are a lot of tactics that overlap, right? Like if you're in a sales conversation and you say to somebody, okay, you know, we can honor this discount through Friday at 5 p.m. Okay, great. You can also do that in your marketing as like an urgency tactic, you know? So there's a lot of things that can overlap. And I'm gonna I'm gonna explain how I explain like how I differentiate the two. But 
if you are constantly handling objections, like how you actually handle that objection is more so sales strategy, but your marketing strategy can actually alleviate you having to handle those objections in the first place. You know what I mean? Like if your content's so good that we're able to handle those objections in your content and someone's been consuming content from you, they're already going to have been over that hurdle and that objection before they even reach out, which is so fucking cool because it just takes so much off of your plate. And that leads to more people signing up faster, less objections, less frustration for you, and more hell yes clients. Okay. So if any of those things resonate with you, DM me on Instagram. And whether it's you're listening to this episode in October of 2024 or October of 2023, like still reach out and we'll find out the best place for you, whether it's the same, whether it's Content Catalyst in that cohort or um, we have a new marketing program by then, who knows? But I can almost guarantee you I will pretty much always have a marketing program as long as this business is open because marketing is my fucking jam. And honestly, it's a big portion of what I am always working on with my clients. Okay, cool. Okay. So, oh, and one other thing I want to, I want to note, I used to be the person that I'm like, okay, let me, I need a post, right? I'm like, shit, I got to post today. And I would scroll for inspo. I'd be like, okay, what should I post? Oh, what's she posting? Oh, she just got five people in her group program. She must know what she's doing. Let's like see how we can make this our own. Scrolling for inspo, scrolling for inspo, going to create the content, putting it up, not getting any inquiries from it, wondering why it's not working. Oh, well, because I just scrolled for inspo. None of it is like has any personal brand behind it. My own personal beliefs. Uh, There was no marketing strategy. And we wonder why it doesn't work. You need a strategy. Okay. So all that, DM me. Let's work together. It'll be a great, great, grand, wonderful, lovely old time. Okay. So let's get into the episode aspect. And um, I really want to, like I said, dive into, is it a marketing or is it a sales problem? Okay. So what do I consider marketing? I consider marketing everything up until the point that someone actually starts a conversation with me or inquires. Because at that point, I consider that sales. A conversation about a particular program, I consider that sales. I don't consider that marketing. Okay. So... Or right up until the point of purchase. So if they purchase something, like say, for example, you have a passive offer and you never have like a sales conversation or anything, then I would argue that your marketing did the heavy lifting there, right? If they aren't interacting with you and if someone goes from seeing a post to immediately purchasing, that is your marketing doing the heavy lifting. Okay. Now, the actual conversations that you are having in how you are speaking to these people and how you are moving them along in your sales process and your sales funnel. What connections do you have? How are you creating that connections, that connection? What, you know, type of networking and all of that type of stuff? I would consider that sales. Okay. Now I spoke on my stories today about how when I first started in nutrition in my business, I remember trying to sell a $50 nutrition consult 
package thing. I think honestly, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I want to say it wasn't even in a consult. I think it was $50 for... And I called it like the pocket dietitian. I thought it was so cool and so creative. And I was like, $50 for the month. You can text me and you could ask me any question that you want and basically just have a dietitian in your pocket for the entire month for $50 fucking dollars. I didn't sell any. I didn't sell one. Not one. Okay. And at that point, I had, I mean, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I don't know what I was doing wrong. Right. But now I'm able to look back and I'm able to see that I didn't have a sales problem. I had a marketing problem. And the reason was because I knew that if I wasn't getting the inquiries, if I wasn't getting uh, anybody like reaching out. I wasn't getting anybody asking questions. Like it was a marketing problem. And then as I progressed, I improved my marketing. I started to get some inquiries. And then when I got them on the phone, I could close them pretty quickly. So I knew my sales skills and closing people wasn't really my struggle. I knew how to have a conversation. I knew how to position my program, which can also be you know, a marketing thing, depending on like, I knew how to position it to them based on the struggles and the problems that they were telling me. Um, but it could be a marketing thing if you don't know how to position your offers and whatnot on social media. But I knew how to facilitate that conversation. And most of the time, I would be able to close them. Now, here's my thing with objections. If objections came up and they were like, I can't afford it, or I'm not really sure that I'm ready for this. There are, of course, objections that are with not within our control. They are not in our control, and we can't really do much of anything about it. However, we can make it so much easier on ourselves if we address the objections in our content. And there's so many different ways that we can do that. And I go through all of that in Content Catalyst. So if you're wanting to do that, like... Just come have a seat. Okay. Now, if you are not getting the inquiries that you would like, this is also the reason that passive products and the marketing is so important, right? Because if you're, if you're trying to sell something passively and you're not getting any inquiries, and like the in- the inquiry for passive products is all you need because there is no sell- sales conversation in a passive product. It's just supposed to sell passively, right? So if you're not getting any inquiries or the amount of inquiries that you would like, and you're like, oh, I want to sell something passive, it's going to be really hard to do without nailing the hell out of your marketing first. Okay. So... Marketing has a lot of moving pieces. So I want to kind of like sum up the components so that you guys have these categories and basically like what needs to be mastered in order to master your marketing strategy. And one of those first things I just recently posted on was revisiting messaging. So a little story for you. When I was in my nutrition business and I would post about you know, whatever it was, feeling guilty around food, whatever, right? It was it was related to my niche. 
And I remember asking a coach at the time being like, Hey, and I think I like asked, I wanted to like be in her program or something. And I briefly remember her being like, okay, what, you know, what's the main struggle right now? And I was kind of like, I I just like, I'm not getting the amount of clients that I, I would like. And she asked me a few questions and she basically came to the conclusion that your messaging isn't strong enough and your niche isn't strong enough. It's, it's not specific enough. It's not clear enough. And I remember getting so triggered and so irritated because I was like, what the hell? I've been working on my niche and my messaging for so fucking long. And that's where I started. That was like the first fucking thing I did in the beginning of my business. So her saying that to me, I immediately went to like defense mode and my ego was like, you've already done this. Like, If you really have to go revisit that, like, you're not where you should be in business. And now looking back, I realize that messaging and your niche, I don't really even like to say niche anymore because it's like messaging is really where it's at and your messaging being clear and tangible. That is where the money is. And you will continue to revisit your messaging. I revisit my messaging every single month. Every time I launch something, I am refining and working on the messaging and the marketing angles and strategies. So that is honestly one of the biggest components of marketing is nailing the hell out of your messaging and continuing to revisit it and shift it as needed. And not putting your walls up and saying, this is beginner, because I can guarantee you Every single successful six-figure, multiple six-figure, seven-figure, multiple seven-figure business is constantly revisiting their messaging. Their marketing teams are constantly looking at it, constantly saying, how can we improve? Oh, this ad got five clicks and this one got 30. Okay, well, why is that? What messaging did we use there? versus on this one. And why did that messaging do so much better? Oh, interesting. Okay. Rather than saying, I don't know, um, just fat loss in the ad that got more clicks, we talked about the methods that we used for fat loss and we talked about macros, right? Like tiny little things. And that's what in Content Catalyst, I really help you to do and help you to spot so that we can little by little shift things that honestly probably seem so minuscule, but make such a big difference in the long run. Okay. So, so many moving pieces to marketing, but messaging is honestly the number one. So the way that Content Catalyst is set up is kind of like the moving pieces to marketing. So in my world... There's messaging. There's, and that kind of goes along with like niche clarity. And this is basically the way that Content Catalyst curriculum is set up in the way that you compound on your marketing. So, together in Content Catalyst, we work to create your marketing roadmap that is personalized to your business and how you want to speak about your offers and your business and how you want to run your business. Okay. So, first, is understanding the difference between marketing and sales. Okay. Next is the niche clarity and speaking to them and attracting your people. 
you are going to attract those people when you speak to those people. Now, obviously, there's components of it where it's like, uh, you know, there's people I use. I always use the babysitting example. So when I was younger, I remember being like, oh, I just want a babysitting job. That would be like so perfect. Like at, at my country club at the time, um, I was like, you know, there during the day and I had tennis and I was like, it'd be so nice if I could just get paid to like watch someone while I was hanging out here all day. And then I would hear other mom. I would hear moms being like, oh, "I just like I need someone who just hangs out here all of the all of the time," and I always felt there was like a disconnect. I'm like, I know that there's so many moms out there that need help with this, and I know that there's so many of me that would love to have a job like that. We're just like not connecting. Like, how do I find these people, right? And I, I sometimes it can be like that online. However, with the algorithms these days, I mean. Dude, like TikTok's fucking wild. Even if I don't say something out loud, I swear it like brings me everything that I need. So can we all use like TikTok energy where it's like, okay, I trust that I'm going to end up on whoever's for you page or Instagram algorithm that I need to end up on as long as I'm speaking to them. Okay. Next is personal branding for attraction. And creating a magnetic personal brand. Okay. Now, if you don't have a personal brand, it's going to be really hard to sell your offers because people connect with people. Okay. So the more connection and the more trust that you have with your audience, again, the easier it is going to be to sell them. I literally had a client this week. And I was offering, so the final chapter is going, I'm so excited for that too. It's going to be a six week micro mind through the end of the year. And it's for anybody who wants to just like fucking knock 2023 out of the park, clean up your business before 2024. It's going to be fucking epic. And also DM me if you want to join us for that. And one of my clients just joined. And um, my one-on-one clients get a special rate for it. And she said to me, like, I just realized I have no idea what the final chapter even is. I just know it's a micromind. <laughs> and she goes, can you tell me what's inside after she already purchased it? And I said, okay, before I tell you what's inside, I need to use this as a teaching moment. Because how fucking cool is it that you literally purchase something with barely even knowing any of the facts? And why is that? Because of connection and trust. Because of you already have knocked it out of the park with me working with you, right? Like I already love what we've done together that I know whatever else I purchase is going to be amazing too. So I don't, I don't really care about every single little detail, right? So connection and trust. And if there's not a face behind the brand, it makes it very hard to build that connection and trust. Now, obviously, there's massive companies that don't have a face behind the brand, but it's also the reason that Progressive has Flow, that State Farm has Jake, right? It's a person to connect to for the brand. Even Geico, like even the little Geico guy, he's not a human. Pillsbury, Pillsbury Doughboy. M&M. They have like little M&M figurines. 
there's something to connect to and there's a vibe about it. That is branding. That is personal branding. That is personal branding for attraction. Okay. Then you can argue that this is marketing or not, but demand. In order for your marketing to be effective, there needs to be demand. However, I would argue that marketing and the way that you market increases your demand. So that's another part in Content Catalyst that I show you how to create, how to increase your demand, all the things. Okay. Then comes positioning and communicating value. Communicating value. So another cornerstone of marketing is understanding how to actually communicate what you want to say and the value of what you're selling. This is so huge. This is so, 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 so crucial. Because imagine if I didn't know how to talk about Content Catalyst. Okay, let's say that I was like, this is an eight-week mini mind and we're going to fix your marketing strategy. That to me, if I heard that one sentence, you would not be able to get me to pay $4,000 for that program. It doesn't communicate any value. There's no value communication there. Okay. Whereas if I was able to be like, I don't know. Let's say, for example, I'm like talking about the price positioning at this point. And I get on my stories and I'm like, okay, listen, this is a $4,000 program. If you were going to increase your prices, you're not going to be offering a package less than $1,500 for one to one, whatever it is. I mean, it's not real, but anyway. And by the end of the program, you are going to sell at least three of those packages and you'll get that ROI. That positions the price. Now, I wouldn't guarantee any of that. And also, as we've discussed, ROI, return on investment, is not immediate most of the time. And whenever we do basically put ourselves in a box in terms of return on investment, where it's like, okay, I invested for um, this amount of money for three months. And in that three months, I didn't make that amount of money back. That's problematic. It's going to fuck up your mindset if you think that way. And you're never going to want to invest in anything again. I am still getting an ROI on what I invested in three years ago. Okay. Even if it was one tiny shift, like the question in my application, because I learned. Okay. So niche clarity, attracting your people, messaging, personal branding for attraction, creating a magnetic personal brand, increasing your demand, and then positioning and communicating value. Those to me are the foundations of marketing. And those are each a module in Content Catalyst. So you get to learn every single one of those in depth and master every single one of those. And then of course, there's your marketing plan overall, which we will also curate. And of course, there's also the feed content, the story content, depending on what platform you're using and how you're curating those things. That is also part of your marketing strategy that is also covered in Content Catalyst. 
Okay. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode because this is a fun episode for me. I love talking about the intersection between marketing and sales. And I think it's so important. Okay. So I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day. If you have any questions about Content Catalyst, of course, feel free to message me. Or if you are interested in the final chapter, which I'm so excited about, uh, you will also just shoot me a message and let me know what you're inquiring about. We'll have a little chat and we'll go from there. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of Business Happy Hour. Take what you've learned today and start taking action towards building a business that grants you financial freedom, location independence, and the flexibility to live life on your own terms. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to support our podcast, please hit subscribe and share it with your community. We value your feedback. So if you feel inspired, please leave a review and together we can create a community of empowered entrepreneurs who are rewriting the rules of business. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll continue to serve up the inspiration and practical advice that you need to achieve your entrepreneurial dreams. Until then, follow me on Instagram at Laura Sharp. Keep raising your glass to the possibilities and remember your future is what you pour into it. Cheers and I'll see you soon on the next Business Happy Hour.